Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com. And with me today, as always, is a producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing well, Kyle. And do you know how close we are? We are in late January. We are very, very close to region tournaments and state tournaments. If you have not been paying attention, looking at the records and the schedules, we are right around the corner it's gotten here fast this year, Kyle. You are not kidding, and it feels like it gets faster and faster. These seasons really fly by, and, you know, I know it's been all fun and games for me getting out to these games and trying to do work and balance life and all this, and it, it's a great time. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot to take on. It's a heavy-duty task. It's a full-time job. But now with the region tournament starting and the state playoffs around the corner, Ramin, I'm, I'm definitely not going to have a life because you know SandySpill.com is the only location in the world that gets these, you know, these, these region tournaments, the schedules posted first, updated in real time, or at least that's what we've been doing the past two years. Uh, we're the first to have all the scores, the first to have all the stats and everything. So everybody in the state of Georgia and nationwide is going to be coming to sandyspill.com and no pressure no pressure on me but uh it takes a lot of work and i know last year when everyone was enjoying that super bowl i was not enjoying the super bowl i was at home i was trying to crunch these numbers and put in all these uh you know all these region tournament brackets and i don't even want to think but Ramin, how many regions? We got eight regions. Eight regions across 16. Seven, yeah, seven classifications, right? So what's eight times seven? That's 56. like 52, 56. You're, you're better at numbers than me, but <laughs> that's a lot. Then you have to double that because there's girls as well. So, you know, I am I am doing a lot of work, and it would really behoove me and help me a lot if everybody out there could send me, uh, once all these region tournaments are finalized, all the brackets, please send me all the brackets, all the schedules, neatly, um, you know, live stats or at least, you know, the live final scores. Please send those in as quickly as possible and then help me out with the all region selections, boys and girls, for as many regions as possible. Uh, Ramin, yes, the region tournaments are right around the corner. We have a lot to be decided still. The state of Georgia has been dominant. Um, statewide, McEachin, we've harped on them a lot. I, again, you know, undefeated right now. If they end up going undefeated and winning the state championship, they have to be in the discussion as possibly one of the greatest teams in the state of Georgia history. Uh, we'll talk about that in a, a later podcast. But, yes, Ramin, a lot is going on, and we have continued to see pretenders and contenders separate themselves, and we got some good teams really boosting up their rankings and you know it's hard to believe that in the top 50 right now we only have one team in the state of georgia ranked in the top 50 and i was giving my man ron flores a hard time but it's hard to believe and you cannot tell me that we only have one team out of the top 50 high school teams in the state of georgia now we had the fake prep schools littered in in there and that's gonna you know dilute everything but i will not believe that we only have one of the top 50 programs in the state of Georgia, I believe we have much more nationwide top 50. I think we should have two, three, four teams maybe, but we will see when all is said and done. And Ramin, I think you're going to lead me into a team that I believe should be garnering some votes nationwide now. 
Indeed, just to close in on a couple of things from episode 64, last week's podcast, Week 9 Storylines, you touched on it earlier, McEachern, they went nationally tournament, the Bass Pro Tournament of Champions, they went undefeated there, took home that title, some other teams across classifications in Georgia beating out-of-state opponents to really prove why Georgia high school basketball is the best. You have the write-up in Class 7A, why McEachern may have the toughest stretch of their schedule coming up here in the state of Georgia at home. We encourage everyone to go to sandyspiel.com and take a read at that. But we're going to talk about the second-ranked team in Class 7A, East Coweta. They are 21-1 and on the year. And really, what a turnaround story, Kyle. They did not make the playoffs last year, and this year they are up there contending with the best and with these pedigree programs. Ramin, you were not kidding. I mean, Coweta score had a, a great story about just how far this program has come under Coach Royal Maxwell. I mean, we're just dating back a couple years ago. And the, the beautiful thing is all these kids here outside of Zach Hill who transferred in um, this year, and he's, you know, a fourth or fifth option and a, a rebounder. This team has gone from 5-22 and 22 to 14-12 and 12 to last year they were 13-13 and 13 and just missed out on the state playoff berth I, I believe they got beat at the buzzer or you know it was a close game like that and now where is East Coweta sitting 21 and 1 and again this tells you you can you know just be Frankenstein with your roster like some of these schools try to do every single time and just let me get three guys from here let me get a guy from this travel program and you know try and piece it all together but the one thing you can't recruit is chemistry and that is something that East Coweta has. And you're looking at their region record right now. They're playing in Region 2. I mean, we've been saying Region 2. That is one of the best regions in the entire nation. When you got East Coweta in there who's come out of nowhere and spoiled the party. you got Pebble Brook. We got in the top ten. We got Wheeler. We got Westlake who spent time in the top ten. Campbell who is a very good team. And then, you know, lowly Noonan who's just, you know, they're, they're out of luck being in that region with how, how great it is. But we're looking at a team who has nine top ten wins. Nine wins against teams that have spent at least a week in the top ten poll, Ramin. And they are seven and one in this region. East Coweta has beaten everybody you want to throw at them. Fayette County, 86-73 to start the season. And that was a, a precursor of things to come. You know, we, we, we go from that to just scrolling down. I, I have to read off all these wins. Stars Mill, who hasn't been great this year, but they beat them 83-77. Westlake, 88-74. Pebble Brook, they lost in a really close game with the wacky ending, 63-60. That was their only loss. They go and beat Sandy Creek at Sandy Creek by six. Uh, you're beating Farrell by two at the buzzer. You're curb stomping a, a solid Campbell team, a, a talented uh, Campbell team, you're beating them by what? About 46 points. You're, you beat Wheeler by three points at the game I was at. Uh, you beat Pebblebrook. You get your revenge in overtime, 67-62. You beat Westlake at Westlake, 81-76. You're up 21. Uh, about to put the mercy rule on Wheeler at Wheeler. Wheeler comes storming back. They force it, you know, send it to overtime. But East Coweta pulls it out and does not blow it, 71-66. to This uh, East Coweta team, I'm telling you, Ramin, if any team has the makings of you know, just having, I don't want to say destiny, but it's a, it's a feel good story right now. They got all the momentum. Everything's really going their way. And I'm looking at it from this perspective. They have the pieces. You need big guys. They got big guys. You get, you got Brandon Stroud's a six, six wing. 
Um, Demetrius Freeman, you know, he helps out, you know, comes off the bench sometimes. He's six foot six. Rhett Reynolds is six foot six. Um, you got Zach Hill, who's about six five, six six. He can rebound. You're looking at the guard position. Christopher Youngblood's a big six four guard. Fernandez Jones is about six one guard. You know, Derek Emery is a, a little guy, but he really paces that offense. He pushes, he pushes, he pushes, and he has shooters to get the ball to. And I, I you know, I am very high on this Indian team and you're just looking at how how balanced they are on offense as well Stroud has been Mr. Consistent he's averaging 17 points over seven rebounds per game three assists two steals uh Mandez Jones is just under 18 points per game Youngblood 16 points per game uh you got Zach Hill uh, who we mentioned eight points, close to nine rebounds per game. You just got a lot of good pieces, and that we mentioned Rhett Reynolds. He's a you know six foot six, six foot seven. He can step outside and knock down the three. They got a lot of three point threats. Jones has hit fifty five on the year. Stroud thirty two. Youngblood twenty six. This team, I just really feel like you know it remains to be seen. It, it's such a difficult region, so you, they could be great in the regular season, and then something crazy could happen, and they could slip all the way to the four seed. That's just how good this region is, but if they are able to win this region, regular season outright, clinch that number one seed, and then win the region tournament, if, if they somehow are able to do that, which I still think is a very lofty goals, I mean, it's hard to say. I know McEachin's been great, and they, you know, of course, but gosh, I mean, if McEachard's one, I mean, East Coeta might be one B because their resume is going to be, you know, off the charts crazy with how many good wins they have. They're a little bit deeper than McEachard. I think we could say everybody is deeper than McEachard and they're playing five guys six on a, a night where they're really pressed. Um, I'm really high on this East Coweta team. And like Coach Maxwell tweeted out earlier, you know, whatever happens, however the season ends, it's been a, a massive success, 21-1 and one currently, number two in the state. They had to jump Grayson after, you know, just great wins last week. Um, but at this point, especially for these seniors who they've taken their lumps, they've been beat by 35 points per game by some of these teams in this, you know, this region. They've, they've been the laughing stock, and now it's their time that, you know, to get their revenge and now they're the team they're the hunted uh they got the target on their back now it's time for them to get a little greedy and not get complacent with well we had this great regular season no 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 and i know they're not having a problem with this they are believing right now and they believe they can win a state championship and i think that is a really really attainable goal that will certainly be a story one wants to follow as we head into the region tournament and uh, that tough region in the state uh, tournament. See how the brackets end up shaking out in 7A classification, just chock full of talent as we've been talking about all season long. But right now we'll take it down to 3A on the girls' side, a bit of a shakeup. Jefferson, they take the number one seed in Class 3A on the ladies' side, 18-2. and two. The first time this season they attained that top spot in the state. They defeated Morgan County this week, and that's what gave them the push over the edge, Kyle. Yeah, Jefferson unranked to start the season, but you got a great coach that came in from Northwest Whitfield, Greg Brown, who won tons and tons and tons of games over there in Tunnel Hill. He's bringing that same mentality, Jefferson, I, I really like this team because they're very young. This team is very, very young, too. It's hard to believe when you're talking about a team that has three sophomores, one, two, three, four, five, six freshmen, 
three juniors. You only got one senior, and that one senior is not really a key piece on this team. So this Jefferson team, they are here to stay. Livy Blackstock, the sophomore guard, you know, not going to overwhelm you, but very steady, can handle pressure, can score the ball. Natalia uh, Bolden, a five foot ten. Freshman can get out there. Deshaun Gaither, a good athlete on the perimeter, can score the ball as well. You know, he Coach Brown, he has a lot, a lot of options. And the biggest thing is this team is going to come in battle test. Now they're nineteen and two. They suffered their first loss, um, which was way back when to Madison or not Madison County, but Morgan County, sixty to fifty two. But they got their revenge just this past week. You mentioned it, sixty eight to fifty five, and Morgan County was number one last week but now you're looking at jefferson at 19 and 2 and we we just said that th- this team is battle tested region eight i think region eight has to be region eight and region seven probably the best two regions in class 3a you're looking at hart county who is you know currently second place in that region that's a team that we got ranked number five you got morgan county who's ranked number four uh, it, it's just a very, very tough region, and that's not even talking about Franklin County, who has Bailey Breedlove, who can hit you for 30 any single night. Um, a very good region, and Jefferson has really handled their business. I think they have the athletes. I think they have the guard play. Now, the quote-unquote experience, this is a young roster. We'll see, but I know they have the coaching on the sidelines. They have the quality wins throughout the season. This is a team that I think could go very, very far, and I think they're very deserving of their number one seed right now in the state rankings. You started touching on it with Region 7 and Region 8 talk. Again, we're talking about Class 3A on the ladies' side. Is this going to be the year where we have a champion crowned who does not hail from the Savannah region, Kyle? Who are the contenders that can make that happen? I mean, it, it's always one of these things where you got to believe it. You know, I got to see it to believe it because just how dominant Johnson and Beach have been, and not taken away from how good those teams are. I mean, Beach is, you know, they're 19-4 and four right now. Of course, they've split with Johnson, and Johnson has played a, a, a really hellacious schedule. They're sitting at 13-6. and six. You know, I was just able to set them up with Northview coming up, which will be another fantastic test for them. But not to take anything away from Beach and Johnson because they, they are the teams to beat year in and year out. They might not have the number one ranking right now, but it's just been a revolving door, one through four. It just feels like they're cycling through, cycling through. Um, but Region 3, it's not a very good region compared to these, you know, Region 7 and Region 8. I mean, Savannah's 13-7, and seven, but after that, you got only one team that's even 500 in Jenkins. Um, but if, if it's going to happen, if it's not going to be Beach or Johnson this year, uh, there are some very good teams that have a uh, have a shot at it and we just mentioned you know morgan county they have very good guard play over there and that's a team that's been very competitive and really loves to schedule very difficult josh reeves has done a very good job over there uh, tamaya uh, benford has come on strong miranda pal lou reed a senior guard you got a lot of experience over there and they've been playing very well um, we, we talked about Jefferson, Hart County has Torian Starks, one of the best players in the classification. So you really can never, uh, count them out. And they got Tania Alexander inside who is, uh, you know, can just an automatic double, double machine inside. And that's nice to have a six footer. That's going to average close to 20 and 10 a night. But then you shift over, you're looking at region seven and GAC has been 
up and down all year. They started to, you know, kind of get some distance and, you know, made, made their move um, to number six in Class 3A. But, again, it, they kind of get stuck in the mud at some points, and they were just upset by Lumpkin County, who you can't count Lumpkin County out now. They, they've been knocking on the door of the top ten all year, and I've been saying – they they just need a signature win. They just need a signature win, and then they go in to GAC and they knock off GAC. And now GAC is back to you know where they started. They're just eleven and ten. But I, I mean GAC, what's going to hurt them? They are a very young team, and I think that can kind of come back and nip them in the bud and hurt them at times. Um, but that, you know you're talking about Dawson County's in that region too. With Kaylee Sticker going to Clemson, so you have a great, you know, a great talent there. One of the best players in the classification. North Hall has been very good. Um, but if anyone's winning the state championship and it's not a team uh, out of Savannah, I'm looking for Region Seven or Region Eight to have representation in that state title game, and for one of those two regions to potentially win the state championship. If it is not Johnson Savannah, and if it is not Beach. In that same vein, Kyle, we'll take it down to Class 2A on the girls' side. Number four, Laney. They are 19-1, and one, a perennial powerhouse. If you've been following Sandy Spiel or the podcast for any length of time, you know how good Laney's been. And I believe at the beginning of the season, I don't know if it was this year or last year, we may have even asked Laney or the field, is Laney the overall favorite across all classifications to win it? But nevertheless, right now they are at number four, and... Dodge County is number one, Douglas number two, Fitzgerald number three, the three teams ahead of them. Laney took a loss this week to Grovetown, and so they have been up there in the past. They've been champions often in the past. Who are the legitimate challengers to Laney in Class 2A, Kyle? Yeah, and again, this is going to be one of the things. I think looking at the results, I think there are better teams than Laney this year. We couldn't say that last year with Daisha Benjamin going to – Alabama and Jessica Williams and you know they they were just they're loaded but they're gone and this is what the ebbs and flows of high school basketball are supposed to be now yes they are sitting at 20 and 2 but yes they did just get beat by Grovetown by five they've had some close calls Burke County they they barely escaped Burke County twice and I saw Burke County in person and I was not overly impressed with Burke County Uh, Josie they came back and beat Josie and you know, it's been a shame, Josie. This was their year. Josie had transfers coming in. They had everybody coming back. Laney had pretty much everybody leaving. And Josie still just cannot beat Laney. And Josie has, you know, kind of been one of the bigger disappointments this year. I'm looking at them. And they put a tough schedule too, but 14-6, and 9-2 in the region when this was supposed to, you know, put your stamp on Augusta and say, the Laney, the old era is over. It's Josie's time. Josie has not been able to do that. And Josie has not even been able to crack the top 10 once they've fallen out because Class 2A, it is pretty much all set in stone, Ramin. I mean, we haven't had movement in this classification for, I think, two weeks now because all these teams, they win their games. These are the best teams in Class 2A. Now, what's the difference between number four versus number seven or something like that? Of course, but... The top 10 teams in Class 2A are in the top 10 rankings right now, and that doesn't mean that a Josie can't beat someone like that. Josie's a talented team, of course, but the top 10 teams have all handled their business, and that has really shut Josie out of the top 10 picture. But you can't necessarily sleep on them just yet. And, 
you know, back to Laney, Jaden Hamilton's averaging 16 points and six rebounds and four assists. And then your, your second leading score is Raquana Drayden at 11 points. And then you got a 10 point per game score. And then everyone else is, you know, four points, three points, two points, five points. With that being said, I don't think, I don't think Augusta is getting this championship. Now, if I had to say, do I feel better about Savannah winning 3A or Augusta winning 2A? I would say Savannah winning 3A, Ramin, because I think it, it, it's time. It's it's it kind of feels like it's now or never. If if someone not named Laney can win the state championship this year, if they're not going to win it this year, I, I don't know when they're ever going to win the state championship. And there are a lot of good teams, Ramin, and I'm talking about Dodge County. Who is number one? They're nineteen and one. They're playing in a, a pretty decent region. You know, they're playing East Lawrence on Friday, and East Lawrence has been a thorn in their side. I think they swept them last year. Now they beat East Lawrence earlier this season, which was a big, you know, hey, okay, we 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 slayed that dragon that's been you know annoying and always have kind of knocked us off. They took care of that business, and and Dodge County's wrong. They got Europe Brown. She's a, I mean, a great athlete, and she is just you know. Pedal to the metal, averaging 17 points per game. Destiny Wright is kind of like an undersized post, kind of no position out there, but she's 22 and 8 a night. Uh, those two are, they're a dynamic duo. I really like Dodge County. That's a team that I've been high on for years, but they've always had a, a misstep here and there. I think these seniors are very focused. I like this team. They're ranked number one for a reason. But, again, there's going to be a lot of contenders, a lot of challengers. Douglas, we've harked on Douglas all season long. Nakia Thompson going to Jacksonville State. I mean, they're curb-stopping everyone in that region over there, the Atlanta region. Uh, Nothing to report over there other than, you know, 30 and 40-point wins every single game. Um, It's going to be interesting to see if those, you know, those really close losses early on in the season to those top 10-ranked teams in Class 7A. That made me a big-time believer in Douglas, but again, at the end of the day, you don't win state championships with close losses. You have to win those games, but I feel like you know playing North Forsyth and teams like that, those are teams that are better than anyone you probably should see in the state tournament, so you got to feel good about Douglas. Looking at number three, Fitzgerald. Again, they're coming out of a region, kind of like a, you know, a smaller region, Early County, is their biggest competition, Early County, who we have ranked number eight, it looks like. Number eight, Early County. Uh, they already beat them 62-60 to 60 in their first matchup. But again, if you've read the state rankings at all this week, Ramin, the main theme was we have a ton of rematches going on in the state of Georgia. And they are playing Early County this Saturday, but they have them at home and Fitzgerald they have been very good 20 and 0 so far um, we're looking at players uh, like Trinity Jones has really stepped her game up 20 points per game Haley Ross has been there a, a longtime starter uh, you know 14.6 rebounds Kiara Boone um, this is a very good team I, I like Fitzgerald a lot especially when we're talking about how they did last year they fared pretty well Fitzgerald made it to the final four ended up losing to Josie um, 47 to 61, but this is a team that has proven they can win games and win games in the state tournament when it matters. They beat Rabin County by five in the Elite Eight. Rabin County beat them the year before. So Fitzgerald, a team I like as well. And uh, lastly, a team I, I need to touch on because I'm telling you, if everything else goes status quo, this team should see a big bump in the rankings. And Laney, with how you know, I just laid it out how how competitive Class Two A is. 
Laney could be slipping uh, depending on what else happens with Bryan County, number five in the state, 21 and 0. They just slayed their biggest dragon. Another tough test. They completed the sweep against Swainsboro. At Swainsboro, Ramin, 66 to 63. That is a huge win. They beat, you know, Woodville. Tompkins is a very good team. They beat them by 20. So this is a team that is really, really rolling, and they are rolling behind one of the state's best scorers, especially in Class 2A, Olana Rawls, only a junior. She's averaging over 25 points per game, six rebounds per game. She is the real deal. And when you have the best player on the court at nearly all times, you're gonna win. You're gonna win a lot of games. She had 35 points against Swainsboro, but she gets some help from people like Shelby Gunn, Jay Black, Alicia Eason. This is a very well-rounded team as well, a team that I would love to go see play. I hate that they're so far away, but I definitely have Bryan County circled as a two-way team. So those are some teams I'm very interested in uh, seeing how they do, but it's all going to come down to the matchups as far as how the state tournament lays out, Ramin. So, Kyle, if you want to look into your crystal ball and give us a prediction of what the state tournament is going to look like, Take a gander at it. Yeah, I'm looking on the left side. We'll stop, start from the left. On the top left, we have Region 8's number one team is in that quadrant. That would likely be Rabin County or Banks County. Putnam County has been tricky as well, but Rabin has swept Banks, and they've taken care of Putnam. So if we're penciling in Rabin County, Rabin County is going to be in there with the number one team from Region 2. And who who is that going to be? That's looking like Bryan County right now, who we just talked about. Swainsboro's in there as well. Woodville Tompkins. But Rabin County, Bryan County on that same top left-hand side, I mean, that, that that's pretty good right there. On the bottom left-hand side, Region 5's number one team. Now, that's going to be Lamar County, um, a team that really has a great record. Uh, Tamaya Alford, very good player, very athletic guard, but that's a team that they don't play a lot of good competition. That region's not the best. They don't play a lot of great non-region competition, and I'm interested to see how that helps them or how that hurts them um, come tournament time because just looking at last year's bracket you know they got the number one seed they only beat Farrell by 11 in the first round they ran into Rabin County in the sweet 16 they got beat by 20 so um, you know I don't want to say it's fool's gold they are a good team but I don't think they're on that pinnacle of being a state championship contender in class 2a so we're talking about Lamar County who's the other number one seed in there that's region three that's likely Dodge County or Washington County uh, Dodge County has been handling their business or their number one ranked team right now so you're looking at Dodge County in there with um, Lamar County and obviously we're, we would favor Dodge County their top right hand side region sevens number one uh, likely going to be model and, and they would have to match up with um, Augusta's number one team. So, I mean, I guess Laney, unless Josie can finally, you know, get that monkey off their back and beat them. So you're looking at Laney and model. And again, that's probably going to be a good advantage for Laney, but they would probably see what they'd see region three, number two or region two, number three in that second round. And if you're looking at that, that's, that's going to be a toss up between like Swainsboro Woodville Tompkins or Washington County, uh, Southwest Macon, I believe. That could be a tricky second-round matchup. That would not be too easy. 
And then lastly, finishing it up on the bottom right-hand side, you got region six, number one. That's going to be Douglas. That's going to be Douglas hands down. And they are going to be region one, number one. That's going to be either Fitzgerald or early County. So that's, that, that's how the bracket's going to lay out. You're looking at a potential, uh, Blaney versus, um, Douglas, uh, final four matchup potentially, or Fitzgerald. You're looking at maybe like a Rabin County, um, uh, versus, uh, well, I guess a Rabin or Bryan County versus someone like, um, not Lamar County, most likely, but Dodge County. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be very, very fun to see how everything shakes up. I know there's going to be some upsets that are going to screw all this stuff up, but very great competition from top to bottom in class two way. And, you know, I, there is not one clear favorite. Laney is not the clear favorite that is carrying that flag to the state championship saying you got to beat us. Now you do have to beat them, but they are not Laney of pass. They are not going to overwhelm you. I think this is a very, very open field in class two way. Kyle, we always say that you like 2A, and you've proven it once again. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 65 of Spielin' and Dealin' Week 10 Storylines. Um, we do have the sidelines on Sandy's Field, the message board forum sort of space where you can sign up anonymously if you wish and post all your thoughts, feedback on the rankings or the games or whatever else you want to have. We're really open to it being whatever the fans and the people want it to become. That's over the sidelines at sandyspiel.com. As always, we will be back again next week with another podcast. As Kyle mentioned, a lot of rematches, top 10 matchups in the state. So we'll surely have shakeups in the rankings and a lot more to talk about next week, as well as you got a nice preview in class 2A of what probably our premier um, or what we rest our flag on podcast is kind of the state bracketology podcast and that is coming up so we will be working hard as you heard kyle at the top of the podcast say do send in those final scores and brackets when you have them available to help us and all the fans in georgia have access to them aside from that until next week on behalf of kyle this is ramin signing off